Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Yo! This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Greggy, rather than telling you what's going on, I figured I'd show you. Oh, yeah. And you can explain it to everybody on the listening. Sure. He has put up the X. Let's go. Des Bryant <laughs> is back. Back Frank. he is, Greg. Mm-hmm. And as expected, Frank. I did not wind up getting Des Bryant on my fantasy team. Oh, I'm sorry, Greg. I know you tried. I did. I put $2 on him. Did you really? Man, why not? I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. How much do you think he went for? Uh, way more than he should. Am I right? You, you tell me. Did he, like, did he go number. for like an absurd amount? Give me a number. Um, $100 cap. Just cap. happened. Eight bucks. Fifteen. All right. I was right. <laughs> I should have stuck with my gut. Stupid. Way more than it should. The second highest bid was 12. Oh my God. I spent. This is to be expected. Though. I spent $6 on Jeff Hireman. You know what the second highest bid was? Can you take me higher? Man. Man. Do you know what the second highest bid was for Jeff Hireman? Uh, no. You want, can you guess? It was uh, one. There was no other bid. <laughs> How much did you bid? Six. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, I actually upped my bid from Vernon Davis from zero to two, just in case Vernon, Reed, Vernon Davis, uh, just in case Jordan Reed didn't play. I wanted to make sure I had Vernon Davis on the team. Okay. Um, Adam Humphreys, annoyingly, I lost in a tiebreaker. Uh, I bid $3. He went for $3, which kind of sucks. Adam Humphreys? I owned for $2 in my home league last night, and now own three bucks wide receivers. Yeah, I Is that three. a good thing? Probably not. I bid three. It didn't work out. What do you oh, think? man. Yeah, I own Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Adam Humphreys. I just feel like Chris Godwin's not dropping. So who are you going to play? I, de- I have Mike Evans in my lineup every week, so my starting wide receivers are Evans, Edelman, and Sammy Watkins. Now, Watkins is in danger of missing this week. If he doesn't play, I'm going to plug in Adam Humphreys. Adam Humphreys, uh, very interesting. I looked into him a little bit more last night. I tweeted out some stuff about him. Drink. Uh, he, does ru- he does indeed run the most slot routes per game uh, for the Tampa Bay Bucks. I also tweeted out his, uh, his, his route tree, which you could see from, uh, from last week. It's a really cool feature on Next Gen Stats where you could see all the different kind of routes that they run oh, and where pretty, they run them that's from. That's cool. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah. Um, Adam Humphreys runs a lot out of the slot. Season high, 80% of the snaps this past week. And uh, going up against Washington this week, who uh, just struggled against the Falcons wide receivers. So, I mean, I'm pretty excited about Adam Humphreys. Hopefully this three-game stretch right now that we see of at least eight targets uh, in every game isn't just a fluke. I feel like it's one of those things where it could just, like, snap 
Sure. Like, it, it could just end at, like, the, the, you know, snap of your finger kind of thing. But, I mean, three games of at least eight targets, it starts to become a trend, right, Greg? Yeah, absolutely. No question about it. We'll see if Adam Humphries can keep it going this week. We'll see you need. Um, yeah, so, so Des Bryant went for the most in my league just now. Um, what about uh, what are you? No, I mean, we. Got, I think we got. What is the realistic amount that sh- should people be spending on Des? Because I just tweeted out before the show, Greg. Like, my, my two bucks, I thought was fair. Yeah, like, oh, I don't think Maurice Harris went for anything. In my people league. are buying the name Des Bryant rather than the situation. I mean, look at the situation right now. Part of the reason why, and I know some people might throw it back at me. Well, Traquan Smith scored a touchdown this past week. He's still not getting targeted all that much. Last week I spoke about. I don't know why we're getting all excited about Traquan Smith. There's just a lot of mouths to feed right now in New Orleans, and everything in their offense runs through Kamara and Michael Thomas. And then you still have Mark Ingram and Traquan Smith and Ben Watson, who, you know, kind of like mix and match based on uh, based on whether they're open or not. Like, Drew Brees is just going to take what defenses are going to give to him. He's not going to force-feed Des Bryant by any means. Des is not going to be a guy who, you know, is going to be a reception monster. He's not going to give you a lot of yards. If anything, he'll score a touchdown, like, once every couple games. I, I just, I don't... I don't see much upside here for him. Yeah, I agree, man. It's it's Traquan Smith, it's Ted Ginn Jr. It's guys that you do not want to start every week. There's not just not enough opportunity for him. I would think. Yeah, I would say uh, I would say that's uh, that's exactly right, Greg. And uh, I, I will say I'm excited about that Week 13 matchup, which is uh, the Saints going into Jerry World to face the Cowboys. I'm sure they'll make it. Uh, a thing that night. Oh, to no try doubt. and uh, get Des Bryant in the end zone. Do you think he was only going to sign with the team that played the Cowboys later in the season? I would not put it past him. Because Ian Rappaport tweeted right before we went on the show that he turned down a ton of money from the Ravens. He turned down a good situation for himself in Cleveland. So he, was working, he was looking for the perfect spot. <laughs> it seems so petty, right? But, like, I wouldn't put it past him. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, he waited out, right? If you think about it from an NFL perspective for his career, he has a good chance to win a ring this year, Greg. So, I mean, if he's just chasing rings, if he's doing that whole thing, you know, we see you know guys in the NBA do it, kind of like end-of-the-bench players who are just chasing rings. If Des Bryant wants to get a ring, going to the New Orleans Saints, there's no better situation. The Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, they're not winning championship rings this year, Greg. Now, if he wanted to go to a place where he can kind of reestablish his value... The Baltimore Ravens probably would have made the most sense. And I, I, I believe that they offered him that contract before they signed all these other guys, right? I think it was before Michael Crabtree. He would probably be the number one on that team. Right? Probably so. And he'd certainly be the red zone target. Absolutely. Absolutely agree with that. So, we'll see. Um, yeah, but just don't get too excited. It's fun for the NFL. I'm not, but, I'm not yeah. remotely excited. You're no, the one no, excited. I, I'm, not talking, I'm not talking to you, Greg. Oh, okay. I'm, talking, I'm talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. This just strikes me as, look what just happened in your league. $15 fab at this point. I mean, you know, most people have, I would say, a third or less of their fab left, right? Uh-huh. That means you're spending almost half of your fab to get Des Bryant. I just don't, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. As to much me, as I love Des Bryant, I mean, you know, I have his Cowboys jersey hanging in my house. It really is. That's ridiculous. Uh, I it, love Des Bryant. One of, he was one of my favorite players. Ugh. You're just jealous because you never threw up the X, Greg. I didn't want to throw up the X. <laughs> you know, you know what? I threw up the X when Dante Hall made the X cool long before Don, Don, Des Bryant. Eh, Long Des, before Des, Des Bryant made it cooler. No way, man. Dante Hall X was sick. He was the X Factor. <laughs> well, you uh, look, you're naturally going to be a hater on Des Bryant. He played for the Cowboys, and you're a Giants fan. But you, he, why didn't he come up with his own arm thing? That was clearly Dante Hall's. Well, he, he made it more popular than Dante Hall did. I don't think he did. I think it started with Dante Hall. Eh, eh. He, he was, yeah, what is eh, Des, you're a hater. What is Des Bryant's X for? I don't know. 
Dante Hall was Being the X awesome. Factor. That's why he put it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're a hater. What were you going to next? Um, well, I was just wondering. I don't know where was I going next. I had it. I had, <laughs> I had it all set up. Now I now I forget what it, forget what it was. Um, because Des Bryant just happened. Obviously, who who went for the most money in, in your league here, Frank? Uh, yeah, it's gonna take me a couple seconds to pull it up. I will say uh, I picked up Brock Osweiler because I have Kirk Cousins on a buy. Mind you, this is a super flex league. I would not condone doing that anywhere else. Uh, but I do have Kirk Cousins and. Joe Flacco on a buy, so my starting quarterbacks this week are going to be Blake Bortles and Brock. Doesn't get much more scarier than that. No, probably not. Uh, I got Adam Humphreys for $2, as I mentioned. Let's see what we got. Maurice Harris went for 5 bucks to Michael Florio. John Ross went for 5 bucks to Michael Florio. Nick Mullins, in a super flex, went for $16. You like Nick Mullins. That's interesting. Uh, I had 3 bucks on Nick Mullins, so I, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't blowing 16 uh, in a keeper league, Superflex, Jimmy Garoppolo got added for two bucks because he could get kept next year for, I think, like an eighth or ninth round pick. What else do we got here? Uh, the, the Chargers kicker got added, and the sneaky Michael Florio. You know, I thought about doing this. Picked up Lamar Jackson in a Superflex format, and I will say, if you play in Superflex leagues, especially if you're a Joe Flacco owner, <laughs> this might be like a crazy concept, uh, handcuffing quarterbacks. I think Lamar Jackson's going to play at some point this year, Greg. I think so, too, as this... The season goes down the tubes for Baltimore the way it looks. John Harbaugh it sounds like a defeated man to me. It sounds like he knows he's done, and it's a regime change time in Baltimore. And he's a great coach, too. I, I, th- look, the Jets are going to be in the conversation to get a new coach. I mm-hmm. don't know if John Harbaugh necessarily fits what they need, but he's going to, I imagine he'll get another job somewhere else. Maybe he'll take a year off, whatever it might be. But John Harbaugh, for most of his career, has been a phenomenal coach. I mean, you look at the, the Ravens the past couple of years, what they've had to work with. Yeah. It kind of keeps them in contention every year, like, you know, right around 500, right over 500. And they haven't had the most talent to work with. I mean, they kind of handicapped themselves when they gave Joe Flacco that, uh, that massive contract. But uh, John Harbaugh has made the, the most of uh, his Ravens uh, coaching stint. I do agree uh, the, the time for him is likely running out, though. It'll be interesting to see what they do. They desperately need a uh, smart offensive mind. We'll see if they bring in somebody. Um, Everyone, I mean, that's the way the NFL is trending, definitely, right? Definitely, definitely. And, you know, we've we've talked about this. Uh, we have our group chat, still a fantasy BFF group chat. And, you know, myself, you, Michael Florio, we talk about this. To have a defensive-minded head coach in this day and age, Gets you nowhere. Like, what are you doing? There is no defense in the NFL. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, I know, you know, we just watched Monday Night Football. Mike Vrabel, right? I mean, maybe, you know. Maybe he defies that. They kept talking about, well, he's a leader of men. How far does that get you? I guess we'll find out with, with teams like Tennessee, but I don't know. Adding a defensive-minded head coach in this day and age, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Absolutely. But the other side of that coin is, you know, how many creative offensive minds are left to be head coaches? There's always, I don't know. There's always another mind. I mean, there's always, yeah. Like, John DeFilippo is going to be one of those guys. John DeFilippo, uh, like, people can who tell Who's the Oklahoma coach Lincoln that you keep Riley. bringing up? Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. So here's the thing. He's probably going to be one of those So guys. here's the thing. Everyone keeps talking about DiFilippo, right? Like, I, I, I'm not necessarily doing it. Oh, DiFilippo. You got it. Go. Right? Jet, Jet fans in general love DiFilippo. They wanted him to be the OC a couple of years ago. They wanted him to be the OC. He was the OC in Cleveland. Did a nice job in Philly. Uh, the Giants wanted him to be their offensive coordinator this past year. Yeah. Is he doing a good job? In Minnesota? Is he? I, I, I don't, That's what I'm asking you. No, I would say like they're, they're about average, right? I, I just heard Gabe and... Uh, and Corey, they were doing the the report cards for midseason for uh, for for the NFL teams, and they said, I mean, for when the Vikings came up, they said average. I, w- I would say that's pretty fair, right? I mean, this Vikings team has underachieved. They had, a, I think, they have a, a, a ten game win total before the season for over unders. 
Uh, I don't know that they're going to if they're going to go get there, but you know, Kirk Cousins seems like he's he's done just enough. We've seen him put up some monster numbers, especially that game against the Rams. Uh, but you know, the the Viking the defense has been a little bit inconsistent. That doesn't affect uh, DeFilippo, but they haven't been able to run the football. The offensive line has kind of been in shambles. They've missed Dalvin Cook, so I, I think he's done an all right job. Has he made the Vikings one of the next offensive juggernaut? I would I would say no. Quite confidently. I agree with you. I agree. I haven't seen anything. And listen, Sean McVay went to L.A. We didn't know he was this creative, brilliant mind at the time. Like in Washington, it was a lot of Jay Gruden, mm-hmm. and you weren't sure. And obviously, things explode in L.A. If DiVolipo comes to the Jets, let's just say, and, and turns Sam Darnold into a superstar quarterback, they found, they found their guy, obviously. But the Jets... <laughs> That's need- welcome. The Jets need a lot more <laughs> weapons before uh, they can get that. We'll see. I would I, honestly, I would take uh, I would take Arians before I would take John DeFilippo. You don't want that. Is that wrong? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you don't want old guys. You want new guys, new blood, new thoughts, new ideas. Yeah. I mean, I just I kind of like the vertical passing attack, but I don't disagree with what you're saying. Something creative, awesome. right? I know we say this every week when it comes to waiver wire, specifically on Wednesday. And I'm always reminded it that you can't do anything in a vacuum. Like I discuss my league with you guys, and Frankie discusses his league, but I bid my six bucks on, on Jeff Hireman. Right, and he, nobody else bid on this guy, and I'm reminded every week that looking at Frank's league doesn't really help me. Looking at my league doesn't really help him. Every league is different based on aggressiveness and, and rules, certainly. And yesterday, when I was putting this bid in for Hireman, I forgot a bit how conservative my league is when it comes to Fab, and we tend except to be- for Des Bryant. Right. <laughs> we, in this particular league, like in the league with Max, like everyone's spending a ton of money, right? We forget, because we're in so many leagues, how conservative certain ones are. I have the fourth least amount of money left in my league, Frank, and I have 40 bucks left. And when I told you I had 40, you, you were surprised that I had, I had that much left. I have the fourth least amount with 40 bucks left. Now, I'm fighting for a playoff spot. I'm not afraid to use my fab because where is it going ultimately? Um, but I did find it interesting that my six bucks in Jeff Hireman, my two bucks in Vernon Davis, kind of useless. Yeah, and, you know, we talked, we just spoke about how, at this point, you probably had about a third of your fab left. I have 18 bucks left in my league. Right. That's out of 100. Now, where is everybody else with that in your league? So, I was just looking at this. There's one team with $6, there's one team with 10, and then there's three teams that are tied with $18, which is what I have. So, I'm kind of... In the middle of the pack, I guess. Like, Florio has $26 left. My dad has $26 left. So, there are a few teams that are, like, over 40. There's one team that has 85. Seems like that person's not paying uh, enough attention. Seems that way. Uh, there's, yeah, there's three teams overall who are over 50 bucks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got to be aggressive in fat. And, and that's what I've done all year. I, I spent $22 on Doug Martin. Probably not the best idea. Not the best. I didn't know that uh, they were taking the tankathon to the levels that they were. I just saw a, a pretty interesting tweet from Evan Silva before we went on. Sure. About how uh, the Raiders cut Jared Cook's snaps and targets since their week seven bye. Why? Because they're tanking, Greg. Oh, okay. And playing Jared Cook that makes sense. actually gives them a better chance to win. Now, they'll probably phrase it as, you know, maybe we want to play some young players, see what we got in these guys. But they're pretty much taking all their best players off the field, and you know they're playing Brandon LaFell ninety percent of the time. So, yeah, I mean the Raiders are just a joke. Maybe Jared they- Cook, it sucked because Jared Cook looked like you had you know a top seven, top eight tight end. You know, aside from that elite tier of Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey, 
Jared Cook was kind of like in that next mix with O.J. Howard uh, and, you know, Trey Burton and Greg Olson and all these other guys. Jared Cook was in that mix. But if the Raiders are going to continue to cut him out because, uh, because of the tankathon, it sucks. They're a mess. Well, yeah. And what did they do? They brought a hot young coach in. Offensive genius. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, right. maybe, maybe, that is the, maybe that's your Bruce Arians comp right there. Uh, I'm just saying. Now, listen, John Green was out of the game longer than Bruce Arians was. Different oh, offenses, sure, of course. Sure. Um, but the John Green thing had no way of working. No way of working. There is talent on the I, Oakland teams. Right, I will say, what they're doing right now is pitiful, and it sucks for their fan base, but you see what they're trying to do. They I, have five first-round picks in the next two years. So they're trying to recreate this team in John Gruden's image. They're tearing it all down and hoping that he can pick it all back up when they move over to Vegas. So they really just want to start fresh, start new completely. And I understand what they're trying to do, but to do it mid-season right now with a fan base as uh, as passionate as the Raiders, it's not fair to them. Did, did they need to do this? They had the young quarterback who we believed in. They had Amari Cooper. They had Khalil Mack. They had building blocks. Now they're all John gone. John Gruden doesn't believe in those players. That's an issue. Yeah. Derek Carr, is he next? We'll talk about it when we come back. Stick around. More of your BFFs right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Visit today. Can you take me, Jeff Hyger, man? Like that, I should let you keep going, man. Doing your thing. We're blind, man. See, the Scott Stapp guy. Hyger, man. I don't know this part. <laughs> what movie was this from? Hire. It was a car. It was an animated movie, right? Oh, man. I mean, I'm sure it was like in a million movies. Yes, obviously. But I remember it became famous. Um, it was in movies. It was an, anima- it was an animated anima. film. No, we think it's either from Armageddon or Deep Impact. It's not either of those. Because it was, it was after Armageddon. Armageddon was Aerosmith. Um, I'll say... Titan AE? That was it. There you go. Titan AE, 100%. Yep. Sweet. There you go, Frankie. I'm uh, I'm not gonna like give myself credit, but I'm really good at googling stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I know old. the right phrasing. I'm to, like, one of the find best answers. at googling. No, the because other movies that this song appeared in were The Skulls with Jackson yes, Jackson, certainly, and Twenty Two Jump Street. Okay, so, that, was, that uh, was many many years. Also, later, Neighbors, though. for what it's worth, with right. Zac Efron. But again, many years later, in the height of Creed, it was Titan AE. Yeah, um, and The Skulls, which. Did you like? Do you like the skulls, Frank? Did you see the skulls? No, I don't, I don't even know. What I, that I, is. I, I was what about is to say, there's no way Chris Pavona doesn't love that movie. What is oh, the skulls? I love that movie. That is a Pavona movie I've ever seen. One. It's a. Um, it's based upon like, the secret societies at like Yale and Harvard and the Ivy Leagues, like a secret, like a secret fraternity type of thing. Okay. But it's like very deadly, and there it's Paul Wilson and who's the other guy? Paul Wilson and um, Paul Walker and Paul Walker. Joshua Jackson. Paul and Walker, rest in peace. Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't we have played bad, bad man? Um, anyway. I'm really good at Googling stuff, though. It was really good. 
my mom was trying to find something. Not great at acting. Pull. I was like, pull this. Pulled it up in a second. I hit up the Google machine, and she's like, "How did you find that?" I was proud of myself. Yeah, Paul Walker, Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson was the good guy. Paul Walker was the medium guy. Ooh, a young Paul Walker. Wow, Very young, man. Old, yeah. yeah, it was good, 2000, though. 2000, the year 2000. Did you think she was hot at the time? Joshua Jackson. Ramona, the girlfriend. Were you in on the girlfriend? The, uh, is that the shooting guard for uh, the Phoenix again, Suns? I'm sorry. No, it's PC from Dawson's Creek, dude. <laughs> um, were you in on the girl in that movie? She was cute. Yeah. I don't know what ever happened to her, though. I'm going to look her up right now. You were definitely a big like Dawson's Creek nope. guy, Greg. Leslie Bibb, dude. Yeah. Leslie, Leslie Bibb was famous, man. Oh my God, that's Leslie. B- I yeah. didn't realize that's Leslie Bibb. Yeah, Greg was the guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Greg was the guy who came home from school, watched like Dawson's Creek. No, I didn't. Seventh Heaven. No, no, that uh, was my sister. I uh, and I wasn't coming know, home from school. I dude. came home and watched like that was Spider-Man, a- the animated no, series. No, no, no. So you're doing this wrong because <laughs> if you want to be honest about it, Dawson's Creek and Seventh Heaven aired at night on WB11. Right, so that was on oh, yeah, yeah. 9 o'clock. Like, you'd get home, you'd take a shower, do your homework first, no, no, I didn't, I don't sit shower, around I shower, TV, I shower in the morning, as you, as you know. Dawson's Creek. No, I didn't. Seventh if you want to be clear, when I got home, I'd watch TRL. That doesn't surprise me. That was the <laughs> truth. Of course you do, Pavona. We're about the same age. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. My sister was your age, and she would watch that, and I'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd be watching Spider-Man, the animated series. Right, and you and still do. And Yu-Gi-Oh! Which you still do. Stuff like that. that. Why are you lying to me? Well, you still do that when you go home. No, I don't. I watch a lot of basketball. Uh, I do watch some Dragon Ball Super on the weekend. There you go. I knew it. <laughs> I was just waiting for that. Uh, all right. Are you going to read some stuff? Are we going to talk trades? Because I feel like people are about to kill us. Uh, okay. Let's get Adrian Peterson, who previously we were about all about buying. Buy, buy, buy. Were we ever buy, buy, buy? I yes, think- we were. 100%. Buy, buy, buy. I think I think we were last more, week at this time we were bye bye bye. No, I don't know that we were bye bye bye. I bye bye bye. We should maybe we have to go back and listen. But I'm pretty sure we were. Hey, if you drafted Adrian Peterson, you feel really good about where you got him right now, and you have like a high end RB two on your team, and you're just sitting pretty. I don't think we were out here telling people like you have to do what you can to get Adrian Peterson on your team. I don't think that's what we did. I think we were. Hey, if you drafted Adrian Peterson in the middle rounds, you feel great that you found one of those diamonds in the middle, the middle rounds of your draft that turned out to be a high-end RB2. I don't know that we were pounding the table uh, telling people to buy Adrian Peterson. At least, I wasn't. Peterson. Now we can actually use that rendition of the song to try and get rid of Adrian Peterson. Yes. He needs to go bye-bye-bye. He needs to go bye-bye-bye. The line... The line in Washington is brutal. The three new players signed this week. Decimated. And when they get down, AP is useless. Now, again, the offense is based around Adrian Peterson, and, and he is a remarkable human being and a remarkable NFL football player. So can he survive a bad line? Probably. But if you can trade him— You know Adrian Peterson? I didn't say he's a remarkable human being. I, I mean, I'm a remarkable like, person like, personally because he's not. Not a great guy. I meant like— No, but you just said he's a remarkable human being. Meaning like— how he age, doesn't age. All right. Not like... A, Physically, a, he's a remarkable human being. Yes. Like, he's a physical specimen. Yes. All right. Not That's like, better wording. Not like yeah, you're a great... Say, like, do you know Adrian Peterson? I was not going to say he's like a great guy. Have you hung out with him? He's not. Yeah, let's not go there. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see the trade market on Yahoo to see what kind of trades are going down for Adrian Peterson right now. Because if you have Adrian Peterson... The window to sell high is now gone, but there's still a window. Is it, is it gone, or people will write that off as like, you know what, bad week, I'm still in. I think that's you as like the optimistic owner trying to sell him. You're hoping that people think that way. I think most savvy owners are probably like, I want nothing to do with Adrian Peterson, but 
you know, for the people who still have, you know, over $60 of their fab left in, out of 100, who are, you know, maybe not paying the most attention, those are the guys who, you know, you might float out an offer and say, hey, I'll give you Adrian Peterson, how about you give me blank? And that's where it comes in. Like, who are you trying to get in return for Adrian Peterson right now? Because you're not going to get that low-end RB1 that you were going to get before. Do you think you can turn Adrian Peterson into Tevin Coleman? Tevin Coleman? No? I'm thinking. You probably can't because Tevin Coleman just had a big game. I think, yes, I think you can do that. Adrian Peterson is RB13 right now and half points per game. Do you think you get Marlon Mack from him? Probably not. No, I don't think you get Marlon Mack from him. People love Marlon Mack. Now, this is an interesting discussion point because one of the players I have listed here as a buy low is Alex Collins. Would you flip Adrian Peterson for Alex Collins right now, Greg? It's a good one. It's a good one. I would not. I'd rather have Adrian Peterson because Alex Collins like, kind of stinks. But does he, though? Yes. You just look at the yards. He has he, six he, touchdowns this year, Greg. And if you look at his red zone usage, I was talking about this downstairs. You will defend this dude I to will, the end of the earth. Because he had a monster second half last year. And if you look at the way his usage is trending, his 18 red zone rushing attempts this year, Greg, he's inside the top 10. People might not realize that because the narrative early on in the season was, well, Buck Allen is stealing everything away from Alex Collins. He has 18 red zone rushing attempts. He's inside the top 10 in the NFL right now. Since October 21st, Alex Collins has seven red zone rushing attempts. Buck Allen has one. His upcoming schedule out of the bye. Cincinnati, one of the worst teams in the league against the run. Oakland, terrible. They've given up on the season. Atlanta, terrible against running backs. Kansas City, terrible against running backs. Tampa Bay, terrible against running backs. This upcoming schedule for the Ravens offense overall, because this is a phenomenal schedule for their passing attack as well. It's just who do you trust in their passing attack? That's... I listed, like, if you trust John Brown or Michael Crabtree out of the bye, I mean, there's no schedule better than this. I would trade Adrian Peterson for Alex Collins. I would not do that. I would. I wouldn't do it. Because everything you're describing but Alex Collins, AP already has. You know that, right? Like, the red zone carries, the touchdown. Okay. He, he does that. And he also doesn't have an offensive line, Greg. Yeah, I understand that. But the Ravens do have other pieces there. And I get, like... Because Adrian Peterson... Look, you have to think about it like this. Over the second half of the season, the way that his workload has gone... You have to imagine that he's going to start to fade. I know that we're saying that he's a physical specimen, but this has now happened two years in a row now where we've seen after these big games where he gets like 20, 25 touches, he is prone to these games where he comes back and gives you nothing. That's what he just gave you this week. He gave you nothing. Now, I know that game got out of hand, but who's to say more games won't get out of hand moving forward for Washington? They're kind of in shambles right now. Their offensive line is terrible. It's amazing how one Alex week changes Smith, everything, man. It, it does, especially in the NFL. There's no sport where one week changes everything than the NFL. Because, I mean, look, I'll bring it back to the Jets, but there was, you know, they, were, they, they beat the Colts one week. The next week we're talking about, well, can they upset the Minnesota Vikings? And now they've lost to the Vikings and the Dolphins, and we're talking about the Jets as, again, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Things change very, very quickly in the NFL. And, you know, one week we're talking about, oh, well, Washington, they, they look like they're going to win the NFC East. Now we're talking about, well, you know, this is probably the, the Eagles division for the taking. I'm, I, would, I would try to turn Adrian Peterson into whatever I could get for him. Okay. I'm looking at some of these streets. Yeah, not whatever. That's nice. But... Again, I, I would try to sell the best I could. Adrian Peterson for Emmanuel Sanders. This is a trade that happened in Yahoo Leagues right now. Is that fair? Would you rather have Sanders? I'd say fair trade. Adrian Peterson for Marlon Mack. And that was one we that I We just talked about up. that. Yeah. I don't think, I think in, in more savvy leagues, 
nobody's giving up Marlon Mack to get Adrian Peterson. But if you own Adrian Peterson, why not float it out there? Try it. I mean, I get a lot of trade questions involving Marlon Mack. I'm, I'm very excited about Marlon Mack. I mean, what are people, you know, what are we forgetting here? Like what, like, what are we missing when it comes to Marlon Mack? He's had, like, three phenomenal games in a row. I know he is injury-prone. That's probably the biggest negative for Marlon Mack. I went on a deep dive into, like, next-gen stats last night, Greg, and I found a lot of interesting stuff there. They have a metric that measures efficiency for running backs in the NFL. Now, the lower this number is, the more of a north-south runner you are. Marlon Mack is the most efficient runner in the NFL this year. Part of the reason why I didn't like Marlon Mack coming into this season was he is a guy who wanted to bounce everything to the outside Correct. last year. He was more of an east-west runner, trying to outrun everybody and, and hit the home run every single play. I didn't like that part of his game. He's redefined the way that he's running the football this year. He's seeing holes, and he's hitting them. According to next-gen stats, he's the most efficient north-south runner in the NFL right now. I, I like what I see out of Marlon Mack. He just needs to stay healthy. That's, that's the biggest knock on Marlon Mack right now. And they face the Jaguars, but... The offensive line has played great, right? So what do we say about great players? They put up against uh, great opponents. Even in bad matchups, they could still put up fantasy points. So I guess we're about to find out really how great Marlon Mack is. He has two matchups coming up against the Jaguars in his next four games. We'll find out very, very soon when it comes to Marlon Mack. What about his teammate, T.Y. Hilton? Andrew Luck has been rolling four touchdowns thrown in three out of his last five games. The other two, he had three, so he's been fantastic. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's been in and out of the lineup, had the bye week to really recuperate. Still the number one option in Indianapolis. Are you buying or selling T.Y.? So, you know, I was kind of selling T.Y. even before this upcoming schedule, even before we kind of see, like, the, the matchups with the Jaguars coming up. I mentioned that before the bye, I believe two or three weeks ago, is because... If you look at T.Y. Hilton's production, a lot of it has been touchdown reliant. He's not having these big 100-yard 100 uh, receiving games like he has in the past. He's scoring touchdowns. He's kind of like flipped his like fantasy like persona, I guess you would say, where normally he doesn't score touchdowns and puts up a lot of yards. This year he's scoring touchdowns but not putting up the yards. And according to Fantasy Pros, they have, uh, they have a really cool tool where you can see the, uh, the easiest and the hardest remaining strength of schedules. And T.Y. Hilton has the hardest remaining strength of schedule left in the NFL. And his past two games, he's been held 34 yards or less. He's had six targets or less in three straight games. Uh, this, this Frank Reich offense is kind of evolving into what we saw out of the Eagles, right? Run the football a lot, kind of take what defenses are giving to you. Uh, you know, we know that Andrew Luck's not throwing the ball a ton down the field this year, kind of more short and intermediate stuff. They're using the tight ends a lot too, so... I'm kind of worried about T.Y. Hilton, uh, Hilton moving forward. If you could sell him based on what his name is, he's got two matchups with the Jags coming up. Uh, the Texans, who T.Y. Hilton in his career has owned the Texans, uh, but they are a tough matchup against wide receivers this year. And then uh, to, in the fantasy playoffs, the Cowboys and the Giants, who are also tough against wide receivers. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty worried about the usage and the, and the schedule coming up for T.Y. Hilton, Greg. All right. I, I was concerned about Andrew Luck as well, as I brought to your attention earlier this week. Uh, I, feel, I feel better about I Luck. I feel okay though, with Luck. Because he, he, just, he, throws to, you know, he throws to the tight ends now. He's getting some of these uh, wide receivers involved. Chester Rogers, Zach Pascal. Uh, who was the other guy? Um, Dontrell Inman. I didn't even know what team he was on. And he popped up uh, with, I think, double-digit targets yep. before the bye week. So. Mm-hmm. That so was interesting. Andrew Luck getting what you, everybody What do you involved. think you could turn T.Y. Hilton into for a trade right now? Great question. So, in my home league, somebody is trying... What am I? Sorry, I can't believe with Max. Someone's trying... Oh, with Max, actually. This involves him. Someone's trying to turn T.Y. Hilton and Duke Johnson into DeAndre Hopkins. 
That's not a fair trade. I agree. So the trade that I just saw here that involved those same exact players, T.Y. Hilton and Duke Johnson to get Joe Mixon. You think you could pull that off? I think it depends what you need and how much you're buying Duke Johnson. Are you buying Duke Johnson? To an extent, in like a in a half point and full point PPR, he but has will he have he a better no game? value in terms of he's not gonna have a better game than he just did. Like it's only is down he not nine catches, two Fate, touchdowns. Faces right. the Falcons this week. Maybe, maybe, maybe this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe let's wait one more week. Have they faced the Bucks yet? Uh, I don't. I don't. I think they have. Right? They faced the Bucks already. Cleveland. I know that was like part of the upcoming schedule that we loved for Baker, right? Probably. I don't. I don't think they have faced him. Um. I own Duke league. Johnson in this home league. Hold on to him. I feel Buck pretty good about years. that. They have. They lost. They lost in overtime. Okay. They have a buy in week eleven for Duke. So you, you might need to trade him now because if he has a great game against the Falcons, everyone's gonna say, "All right, sell high on Duke." But he has a bye week. It's harder to trade players when they're going into their bye week. Absolutely. Well, listen. It depends where you are in the standings. If you're at the top of the standings, you want to you believe in Duke Johnson, you go out and get him now. Yeah. There, there's no question about that. Um, same with Emmanuel Sanders, and that was part of the reason you saw that trade earlier with AP. AP, no buy, Emmanuel Sanders on the buy this week. This is the best time, if you're in the top of the standings, to go out and get better players from teams that are desperate. No question about that. Yeah, and Duke Johnson, also coming out of the buy, has two more matchups left with the Bengals, who are allowing the sixth most fantasy points to opposing running backs this season. Uh, their defense has just been in shambles. Uh, normally, uh, out of Marvin Lewis's team, there's one thing that we can uh, depend on is a at least solid to above average defense out of the Bengals. They have not been. They are uh, they are a fa- they are a defense that you want to pick on for fantasy purposes. So, uh, Duke Johnson's schedule looks pretty good coming up. If you could, that's that's a trade I would look into though. Like if you can give T. Y. Hilton and Duke Johnson up to get Joe Mixon, I like that trade a lot. Okay, so Duke Johnson trading up. With T.Y. Hilton to go out and get Joe Mixon. That's a trade that Frankie's doing. One more running back. A couple more running backs yep. I want to mention. One on the bye. One coming out of the bye. Same two we've talked about all year. End of the first round picks. Dallin Cook and Leonard Fournette. Are you buying or selling these two second year running backs? Yeah, so I have Fournette as a sell this week, Greg. Just because I feel like... People have that optimism, right, when he's just about to return. I'm getting a lot of trade questions about Fournette on Twitter as well. I think this is the perfect time to sell him, right? Because, you know, even more so than Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette has been injury-prone. I mean, dating back to his days in college, foot, ankle, now this hamstring has hurt him all season long. I just think at any point, whether he comes back, I mean, the way he runs, his running style is very aggressive. I think he's more prone to getting injured again, so... I think his, I feel like his value is high right now because he's at the peak of, all right, he's just about to return. We're getting Fournette back for the stretch run uh, for fantasy purposes. His bye week is already behind him. He's had all this time to rest up. Uh, so I think now is the time to sell Leonard Fournette. If you can get, like, I would sell Leonard Fournette to get Marlon Mack right now, Greg. Is that crazy? No, it's not crazy. I, I Leonard just, Fournette hasn't finished I'm aggressive, this. I'm aggressive with Marlon Mack. Leonard Fournette has not finished a single game this year. Not one. He has not. Uh, so I think now's the time. And on the opposite side of that, you know, I've kind of I've defended Dalvin Cook over Leonard Fournette going back to the draft season, Greg. But I think based on what we saw this past week, did you know on that run, that 70-yard run, the fastest offensive play in the NFL this season this year, Greg, according to Next Gen, faster than Tyreek Hill, any play that he's run. So the fact that he came out of that game running that fast and didn't re-injure himself, I'm excited about Dalvin Cook. Back with you right after this. 
If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today. Weekend fantasy update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Congratulations to the thousand of you who had a profitable MLB Daily Fantasy Season 2018 using the Daily Roto DFS MLB Optimizer. Now halfway through the NFL season, the NFL Optimizer has already produced millions of dollars for those that are using it, and of course, thousands and thousands more. With NBA in full swing, the NBA lineup optimizer that Frankie and I use every night is now out there, and subscribers like us are crushing it sometimes. If you're hooked, you can now buy the Daily Roto Elite Package, giving you access year-round to the suite of successful tools and projections at DailyRoto.com subscribers. I'm using to print money in the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, and PGA Daily Fantasy. And when you sign up for the Elite Package, you'll get the new NFL betting tools they've rolled out, including against the spread, money line, game totals, and player props. Head on over to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, and check out what the Elite Package has to offer. If you don't have a problem with winning money year-round, you're going to love it. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning. Today. Frank, before we hit the break, you're praising Dalvin Cook, going on about the next gen stats and what he can be going forward. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much hit on everything I wanted to. I just I feel more confident in Dalvin Cook. Doesn't have the same lengthy injury history that Leonard Fournette does. I know they've dealt with a similar injury this entire season with the hamstring, but the fact that he hit that top speed, that top gear. In, on that 70-yard run, again, the fastest play in the NFL this year, faster than anything Tyreek Hill has done. That's incredibly, incredibly impressive. Or Marquise Goodwin, for that matter. Marquise Goodwin as well. Uh, this is, you know, this is a, a U.S. Olympian that we're talking about. Um, and Dalvin Cook came out of that game unscathed. I know he's on a bye this week, but that actually might even help you buy him if teams, you know, if a team's four and five or three and six and is really in a pinch and needs a running back this week, and Dalvin Cook is on a bye and they just they'll take whatever they could get for him. Uh, you know, I'd float an offer out there, try and give like a low-end RB2 or a high-end flex running back to try and get Dalvin Cook in return. Just, just see if you can pull it off. I'm more excited about Dalvin Cook for the for the stretch run here than I am for Leonard Fournette, Greg. The thing with Leonard Fournette is, and I understand that Dalvin Cook has Latavius Murray out there in Minnesota, but Dalvin Cook... His first game back had more snaps, more touches. That's exactly what I was going to say. Had more opportunities than Latavius Murray did. When Fournette finally does return from the bye... You're talking about a team that traded a fifth-round draft pick for Carlos Hyde that uses T.J. Yeldon in the passing game every single time, whether Fournette's healthy or not. Fournette's not going to be back where he's getting 20, 25 carries a game. I understand that's the offense Jacksonville wants to run because it's been successful, yeah. certainly last year. You're not going to get there, man. Yeah. You're not going to get there. A lot of reports that I've read said that uh, Leonard Fournette, in games that he does play, will not exceed mid-teens in terms of Because they're going to need to keep him healthy. Yeah, they absolutely do, right? And, uh, you know, they, they bring in Carlos Hyde for a reason. Remember, they gave up draft capital to get Carlos Hyde. So, he'll get a few carries. TJ Yeldon will get a few uh, targets out of the backfield. Greg, listen to this schedule. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the playoffs, the fantasy playoffs for Dalvin Cook, Miami, who's allowing the fourth most fantasy points this year to, to running backs, and Detroit, allowing the fifth most fantasy points, the same team that just gave up a 70-yard run to Dalvin Cook. I'm telling you, Greg, if he gets in the end zone on that play and he just barely got tripped up, 
we were talking about Dalvin Cook. Oh, Dalvin Cook is back. He's a he's a high end RB two, low end RB one. But he just got tripped up. I actually think the fact that he got tripped up there helps with his value. Uh, creates that buying opportunity. The first game out of the bye, week eleven, he does face the Bears. That should be a tough matchup. But uh, the rest of these other matchups here uh, and the usage, I think, will uh, will be pretty good for Dalvin Cook coming out of the bye week. All right, so those are some of the players, um, younger players, buying, selling, whatnot. I wanted to get into a couple of other players, Frank, and I wanted to start with how you're targeting them because Fantasy Pros is a really good strength of schedule calculator that lets us know who has the easiest strength of schedule at every position. I know something you used here, Frank, to help you. Yeah, and it isn't the end-all, be-all because, again, what we've said is great players are going to take advantage of every matchup. I mean, whether it's good or bad. I mean, what makes those players great is the fact that they could perform even in the toughest matchups. So, for example, I have a few players on here that I didn't throw them on this list just because they have a great schedule, uh, two of them being Aaron Rodgers. If you look at what Aaron Rodgers has done this year, he's on pace for the most passing attempts of his career, on pace for the most passing yards of his career, but only on pace for 30 touchdowns, Greg. A 4.6% touchdown percentage this year, while his career is 6.3%. So again, he's on pace for 30 touchdowns. If his, if his touchdown percentage this year was at just his career mark, 6.3, he'd be on pace for 41 touchdowns this year. That's an 11 touchdown increase uh, on the season. So I think some positive touchdown regression is coming for Aaron Rodgers. We know that they're going to throw the football. They throw the football 67% of the time. That's the second highest mark in the NFL. And his schedule is average to bad, actually. So I'm really just buying in on the fact that based on how much Aaron Rodgers is throwing the football, that there's going to be to- uh, positive touchdown regression coming for him. And then the other one is Cortland Sutton. And this has nothing to do with schedule. I just think that going into the bye, uh, he'll get more acclimated as that starting number two outside wide receiver, number two. And... He will have more opportunities in in the second half. I know Demarius Thomas wasn't great by any means as the number two wide receiver for this team, but Cortland Sutton is younger. I would argue he's more explosive. Uh, so I'm excited about Cortland Sutton. You might be able to buy him for cheap based on this past week. Everyone rushed to pick him up, and maybe they were like, "Oh, this wasn't how, it wasn't what I was ex- expecting from Cortland Sutton." I would I would try and prey on those owners right now. Okay, and most importantly, hopefully Jeff Hireman steps up after the buy as well. I mean, he already stepped up, Greg. It, it, can, uh, only, that, that, that didn't it can only go downhill from here. That didn't count. It counted. But nobody had him in their lineup. Someone probably did. Some kind of Millie maker or something, right? Like, <laughs> I didn't. All right. I hope it works out for you, bud. The $6 bid with the next closest bid was zero. Nothing, because nobody else bid. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. If I look at the uh, tight end, by the way, strength of schedule, Denver Broncos, third. There you go, Greg. How about that? One Jeff, reason to buy Jeff Hireman. Jeff Hireman's going to take me higher. To the <laughs> highest land. The promised land. Greg, do we have any calls? Any trade questions? I haven't opened the phone lines yet. Should, oh, should right. I do that? Yeah, we should do that. 844-843-6879. 844-843-6879. Some of the players we haven't spoken about include Amari Koopa, who got traded and replaced as Brian, essentially, finally, in Dallas. Amari Cooper has a fantastic schedule. You buying Amari? Yeah, I absolutely am. And look, I'm not. If someone in your league already knows the schedule and is extremely high on him after what he just did, and thinks that Amari Cooper is back to wide receiver two status, then don't buy him that high. But if you can buy him at his current value, which is likely you know a wide receiver three, maybe even high in wide receiver three, that's something I would look to do. I mean, he led the Cowboys in all receiving categories this past week: eight targets, five receptions, fifty-eight yards, the touchdown. 
Um, the eight targets represented a 26% target share. And the remaining schedule, Eagles this week, who have struggled mightily against wide receivers. The Falcons, Washington, New Orleans, Philly, Indy, Tampa. Tampa in the fantasy championship in week 16. This schedule is great upcoming for Amari Cooper. Okay. So, Amari Cooper, the schedule is great. Will the Dallas offense, will the scheming get great? <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's a question you could say for, uh, for the next show. That's fantasy gonna be, frenzy with... Uh, that's going to be really interesting, fantasy executive. Who Dallas hires as a new next head coach. That'll be an interesting one. He's got to go. I think so. Jason Garrett has to go, right? I think so. Yeah, that's another one of those guys. He's a leader of men. Knows how to inspire a locker room. What does he know about scheming football? This, I, the Cowboys' offense has been as vanilla as it gets the past couple of years. And I know vanilla. I've watched every single Jets game this year. It's gross. I wonder who the Cowboys will hire. It's going to be an interesting one. They'll try, and make, they'll, they'll try and make a splash. Jason right? Garrett wasn't really a splash. But I think that's why, you know, when you see teams that have been this mediocre for this long with the Dallas Cowboys, and mind you, they, I think they have a but roster like, that should be better than mediocre right now. But what's the splash? Like, who's out there they, that makes the splash? You, you kind of want to go to the other end of the spectrum, right? Like, you had, like, the boring Jason Garrett, the leader of men guy. Who I don't, I don't know who the answer is, but maybe they look on the other end of the spectrum. Who's that, who's that flashy, uh, exuberant coach that... Uh, that I don't know. They, they could bring John Harbaugh if he gets fired. That might make sense. How about his brother? <laughs> that, That'd be fun. <laughs> That's the answer. That's the answer. Right? That's the answer. That's a good one. 844-843-6879. Let's go out to Derek in Riverside. What's up, Derek? Hey, what's going on, guys? Not too uh, much, man. I had a quick, all right. I had a question uh, in a PPR format, and I had a question about a trade. Uh, I wanted to see if you guys, what you guys thought about uh, trading Cortland Sutton for Elijah McGuire. Um, I... I would rather have the Cortland Sutton side in a vacuum. Now, I will say, if you have a ton of wide receiver depth and you're just trying to take a shot in the dark here and you need running back help, uh, I think it's fair. I think you can get a little bit more than Cortland, uh, than Elijah McGuire for Sutton. Uh, in a vacuum, I'd rather have Sutton, though. Okay. I do have a lot of wide receivers. Uh, I have uh, Mike Evans. I have John Brown, Valdez Scantling, uh, Tyler Boyd. And uh, my running backs, I have James Conner, Matt Breida, and Jalen Richard. I have Lat-, Lat Murray, and it looks like Dalvin Cook is coming back to uh, claim his, uh, his spot. So uh, with that being said, what, what do you guys think? Yeah, you definitely need running back help for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, I think you need something, <laughs> I think you need something better than Elijah McGuire because James Conner, he's awesome. He's going to help you as long as Le'Veon Bell doesn't interfere. But you're kind of a, a revolving door at that RB2 position right now. So I might even aim higher, you know, maybe give up one of your better wide receivers to try and get a better uh, RB2 back, yeah. in your lineup. And then you'll have Cortland Sutton still as that wide receiver three that you can that you can start in your lineup. But, yeah, you definitely need to try and uh, improve that RB2 slot. I agree. I completely agree with Frank. You got that RB2 okay. simply not good enough at this point. We both like Cortland Sutton going forward. Mm-hmm. We're buying Cortland Sutton going forward. So I think that's a move you, you probably want to make is to go out and find a better running But don't you think you get more than McGuire? I would, hope, I, I would absolutely think so. Absolutely think so. I mean, and it's not like Sutton has done anything. You're going based on the, like, potential upside here. So... You know, I mean, there's a chance that Cortland Sutton doesn't put up numbers here in the second half. I expect him to, but it's not like we're going based on something that he's done before. I would just imagine that uh, you could get more for Sutton. But uh, but but good luck. I I, I do think you need to uh, improve that RB two slot. 
Let's continue on the phone lines, 844-843-6879. Let's go out to Julian in Miami. What's up, Jules? Hey, what's up, guys? Who do you guys like better this week? Brito at Giants or Lewis at New England? Deion Lewis in the revenge game. For PPR. Yeah, I like that call, too. Especially, especially the way that Deion Lewis was used in that game this past week. 23 touches. Uh, even if Matt Breed is healthy, which he never is, he's not getting 23 touches. So I like the usage uh, for Deion Lewis and the fact that it is the revenge game, as Greggy keeps referencing. 844-843-6879. Let's go to Mike in Texas. What's up, Mike? What's good, fellas? So I got these cats hating on me, and I need to beat them. So one of my flex questions is Leonard Fournette's back, and I'm thinking of either starting him at the flex or Edo Smith. Mm. Do you start Lenny Fournette or do you start Edo Smith? Fournette, of course, plays the Colts. Atlanta and Edo Smith plays the Cleveland they? Browns. Cleveland Browns, okay. Yeah, as uh, as four point favorites in Cleveland. Uh, this is a pretty good question. You, obviously, you have to pay attention to the practice reports. Leonard Fournette set to practice today. We'll see if he has any uh, any setbacks. I think if both guys are healthy going into Sunday, I'll play Fournette there. Uh, but if there's any doubt at all uh, about the health of him, mm-hmm. uh, the availability, whether he's going to be on a pitch count, if you see any of those types of reports, I will not hesitate to put Ido Smith in because I think this is a game where the Falcons could get up big. Kind of similar game script to last week against uh, Washington, uh, against Cleveland this week. And Ido Smith, while he's not going to see the lion's share of, uh, of uh, carries here, I think he could see anywhere from you know 12 to 14 touches in this game against Cleveland, uh, who have not been as good against the run as they were last year. So I'll go with Fournette, but if you see any uh, any reports that, you know, doubt his status or whether he's going to be a pitch count or anything like that, uh, then I'll play it safe and go with Ido Smith. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Bro. So I, I kind of agree. You know, unfortunately, he's going to be put on a, a pitch count. I don't know if they'll say it or not. I mean, you said it. that They're not going to go that. Well, that's not, that's not, it's not a pitch count per, it's weird, right? Because... For a normal player, it would be like, all right, this is a pitch count for a week. Like, this isn't a pitch count. This is like the reality of the situation for the rest of the season for Fournette. It's not that he's just on a pitch count for like one or two weeks. Like, he's legitimately going to be probably, you know, 13 to 15 touches rest of the season. Like, every single game. Like, that's his cap. But that's also likely the cap for Edo Smith. So, you have to imagine, especially with the Jaguars, if they, if they get down near the goal line, I still do think that they're going to give it to Fournette. Whereas, for the Falcons, you still have to worry about Tevin Coleman. Sure. A lot of mouths to feed with the Falcons there. Uh, so, for this week, if Fournette plays, uh, I, I would use him over Edo Smith, um, assuming we don't have any negative reports. All right, with that, we're going to say goodbye to our YouTube audience. Corey Parson, Jim Day, Jim Ventura, Jim Day and Chris Ventura, <laughs> all the hosts of the Fantasy Football <laughs> Frenzy, they come your way next. If you're listening to the podcast, subscribe, give us five stars, rate us, and make sure that you leave a comment. If you're listening on the radio, we'll go live or so for another four minutes. Frankie, you watched a lot of basketball last night. I know you're checking any college basketball. Uh, I did not watch any college basketball live. Obviously saw the highlights of the Duke game, um, <laughs> which – we're amazing. Uh, they're going to be quite fun to watch this year, Greg. Are those two guys going to be the top two players in the draft this year? They very well could be, yeah. R.J. Barrett, Zion. Is that, is that the expectation? Yeah. That those guys are one and two? Who's one? It's, it's Zion, right? Uh, back and forth. R.J. Barrett's also incredible. Wait, you know what I noticed, though, right? So I was, uh, I was looking at their, their player profiles, right? Because, admittedly, I don't watch a lot of college basketball. I don't, you know, you know, I don't check in on all these... Uh, these recruiting shows and all the all this other stuff going on with college basketball. Sure. But they're the same height, 
And uh, according to ESPN, Zion Williamson has 60 pounds on the other guy. Zion on Williams, RJ Barrett. Zion Williamson. Like, he's 6'8", like, 265. The other guy's 6'8", 205. Yeah. He's 60 pounds on him, Greg. Zion is a massive human being. He is already built for the NBA. He's a massive human being. Like, he... <laughs> Are we crying for Zion? Like, Brandon Ingram... Are we trying for Zion? What are we doing? Brandon Ingram is like 100 pounds less than Zion Williamson. And he plays in the NBA. You're not enjoying my puns, Frank? Is that for the Knicks? Mm -hmm. The Knicks aren't getting Zion. Why? We're trying for Zion. All right. Is that the suck for Sam? Yeah. Suck for Sam. Yeah. I mean, look, unless you have the one or two pick, you're not getting Zion Williamson. I don't think the Jets... uh, The Jets, God. Uh, they're, they're basically the same team, the Jets and the Knicks. I don't think the Knicks get all the way up to one or two. They're yeah. probably more around, like, they always do this, right? They, they do just enough know, man, to miss out on, like, the elite players. They're losing a lot, though, so we should be okay. I think they're going to be more in that, like, 4-5 range, which they could probably still get a great pick, but they're not going to get Zion, Greg. So, like, this past year, they were at pick eight. They just missed out on, like, Luka Doncic and Trey Young. And, you know, all these other awesome players. We got Kevin Knox. Marvin Bagley. Kevin Knox. Yeah, no, Wendell, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not writing him off yet. Wendell, I'm not writing off Kevin Knox. Wendell I mean, Carter, the guy's barely played. Wendell Carter looks pretty good, too. He went after us. He did. He does look very good. He looks good. He was the other guy where I was like, all right, if they take Knox or Wendell Carter, I feel really good about those two. I mean, look, Kevin Knox has barely played. He's also the youngest player in the NBA. So, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, we're also... We're using that as defense for uh, for Frank every single every single game that he sucks. You know, I was watching that game, Greg. He can't shoot. He's trying. He, he's trying. He's trying. Yes. You know how many uh, how many other top ten picks have tried in the NBA? Many and have not panned out. Nah, not that many. A lot. What? He can't shoot, man. He can't shoot. I think I'm a better shooter than Frank Nilakina. I don't think so. I, this Frank. Better shooter than French Frank. Queens Frank. American Frank. Queens Frank. Better shooter than French Frank. Frank, he's wide open every single three he takes. And it's a brick. You could build the house with all the shots this guy has taken the past year. We built this city. We built this city on Frankie's Miss. Fantasy Football Frenzy comes your way next. I'm Frank Stample. My name is Greg Sussman. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the Fantasy BFFs. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We hope.